Welcome to the You Are The Spell podcast with Aunt Carla. Join me each episode as I teach witches and other spiritual practitioners how to develop magical confidence and sovereignty in their practice. Hello, friends. The days are getting shorter. The temperature is feeling cooler. And Starbucks is selling pumpkin spice lattes again. You know what that means, right? Yes, the season of the witch is approaching. Hell, the season of the witch is right here. So in today's episode of You Are the Spell, I'm talking about Maybon, also known as the Autumn Equinox. Now, I know that many of you have been preparing for Halloween since July 4th, and some of you even earlier than that, you know who you are. But this week, we have the actual Autumn Equinox. It's actually here. And that's when there is an equal amount of daylight and darkness. This is when we say goodbye to the summer and we officially welcome the season of autumn, aka fall, in the Northern Hemisphere. So Maybon is a pagan holiday and one of the eight annual festivals celebrated within the Witch's Wheel of the Year. It falls around September 21st or 22nd, and it marks the point in the year when day and night are approximately equal in length, signifying the changing of the seasons from summer to autumn. In the Southern Hemisphere, it's going to be, I think it's the other equinox, the spring equinox. So shout out to Hannah and uh, for, for witch talks, suburban witchery in Australia. So here though, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the autumn equinox. So it's a time to give thanks for the harvest and to honor the balance between light and darkness. It's a time to appreciate the fruits of the earth, reflect on the changing cycles of life and prepare for the colder months ahead. Every time we have an equinox, when we have that equal amount of daylight and darkness, it's a good time for us to take a pause and reflect, which makes this an appropriate time for doing shadow work, to discover the shadows that might be blocking your progress. However, shadow work also involves finding the light that you hide from yourself. The seasons of autumn, fall, Mabon, they make me think of the hermit and the high priestess cards in the tarot. The hermit takes time by himself to go inward, and the high priestess focuses on her spiritual pursuits. Is this you? What are you working on spiritually? So let's talk about the history of Mabon real quick. Now, Maybon is actually the second harvest. The first one was Lunasa that we had about a couple months ago. And then the third one will be Samhain, a.k.a. Halloween. These are all harvests. Remember, these are nature-based holidays, festivals, Sabbaths, depending on what you want to call it. So these are also marking the time when people who lived off of the land and our ancestors, this is this would also mark the time then when they would take harvest from the crops that they were growing. So the concept of celebrating equinoxes and solstices, that concept actually has ancient origins with the Celts and the Druids in Europe being among the early peoples who observed these astronomical events. Now, of course, I'm sure that there are other places, not just Europe, who had harvest, but of course, 
when it comes down to finding some kind of written tradition that's very difficult. And even with the with the Celts and the Druids, they had an oral tradition. So just understand though that these celebrations were tied to agricultural and seasonal changes. And there is evidence of gatherings and rituals during these harvest seasons. So information about how the ancient Celts and Druids, how they specifically celebrated Maybon or the autumn equinox, it's limited because there's no historical records. However, there, what we kind of know or what we've kind of heard about their practices, it comes from later writings by the Roman and the Greek who observed from who were able to observe some celebrations and from also modern interpretations and reconstructions that are happening now, this is how we get an idea of how it was celebrated in the past. But some of these, these, these celebrations included celebrating the harvest season with feasting, music, and dancing. That means gathering to give thanks for the bountiful crops and to prepare for the winter months ahead. They'd always have bonfires, you know, pagans love their bonfires to symbolize the sun's waning power and to provide warmth and protection for the community during the colder months. There would also be rituals and offerings to honor the various deities associated with the harvest and fertility, and it's likely that they performed rituals to ensure a successful harvest for the following year. Now, Druids in particular were known for their reverence for nature and the cycles of the seasons. So it's probable that they would have used this time to connect with the natural world, to offer prayers or invocations, and seek guidance from spirits of the land. And today, Mabon is celebrated by neo-pagans and Wiccans as a time to give thanks for the harvest, to honor the balance of light and darkness, and reflect on the changing seasons. So while the holiday draws inspiration from ancient Celtic and Druidic traditions, its specific rituals and practices may vary among different spiritual practitioners. Now, you know that I am my, 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 what do you call it? My beginnings, my background is hoodoo. So I did not grow up in any of this, but as I am someone who has a garden and I'm, I'm growing my herbs this year, I'm also using these holidays is sort of like a touch point to decide when I will harvest my my herbs. Now, because I live in New York, I will probably do I will probably do my harvest for my, my final harvest will be this weekend for for Maybon slash the autumn equinox, because by October, when it's Samhain, October 31st, we will probably have had a freeze. So it's likely that many of my plants would not survive. So this is going to be, so, so the equinox is going to see me harvesting everything from my garden and getting them ready to dry so I can use them in spells and rituals and so on and so forth. So if you are a gardener or if you are a witchy gardener, someone who is using fresh herbs, you're growing fresh herbs, you might just want to use this time as a sort of like a little touchstone, touch point, milestone for harvesting your crops and giving thanks for what you were able to do this year.
I'm hosting a free autumn equinox ritual this Friday, September 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everyone is welcome in the community. And as I mentioned, it's free. And if you can't make it live, the replay will be available. Sign up now at redsoulflower.com slash fall. All right. So if you would like to create your own rituals for Maybon, here's some magical correspondences that might come in handy. So we said that Maybon or the autumn equinox, it focuses on themes of harvest, balance, and transition. And we celebrate the changing of the seasons. So when you think of the colors, the colors that are associated are yellow, deep reds, oranges, and brown, because they symbolize the changing colors of the autumn leaves. And there's also purple and gold, as those colors are often associated with abundance and prosperity. When it comes to plants and herbs, you can use or suggested fruits are apples, grapes, and other fruits of the season. And you can use those to symbolize the harvest. And if you're never sure, if, or if you're not really sure what those um, fruits might be, go to a farmer's market. A farmer's market is usually going to be selling the fruits and the plants and the herbs of that season. So you can, it's so, it's totally okay if you're not growing your own garden to just go ahead go to a farmer's market and just walk through everything and and whatever you're led to, whether it's like fruits or herbs, you might want to have a celebration with them or a ritual, or you might decorate your altar. Um, other herbs and plants are gourds, of course, such as the pumpkins and squash. Those are representative of the autumn harvest and the bounty of the earth. I mean, goodness gracious, any grocery store that I visit right now, they have all kinds of gourds, all kind of funky looking sizes and colors, and they're really beautiful. And it's a wonderful reminder of the abundance that is present in the earth. So other associations, oh yes, it says more foods like nuts, nuts such as acorns and chestnuts, they're connected to the idea of gathering and storing for the winter, you know, like squirrels, squirrels are storing their nuts for the winter right now. So it's that same idea after we have our final harvest or our ancestors would have their final harvest, they would be storing all kinds of uh, gourds, especially pumpkins, especially they would be slaughtering their animals and they would be storing their foods to get through the rest of the year and to get through the winter and to get to spring. So that idea of gathering and storing is really important. So think of, think of like those squirrels and be a nut, be a, that didn't sound right, but you get the idea. Um, herbs like sage, thyme, and rosemary, those herbs are used for their aromatic properties and their associations with the season. When you think of Thanksgiving turkeys, you know, there's definitely those herbs such as uh, sage, rosemary, and thyme. And then also we have like with the pumpkin pies, we have the cloves and allspice and, and a lot of those different uh, cinnamon, a lot of those different um, herbs that we think of when we think of pumpkin pie or even, you know, pumpkin spice latte. All of those things, all, all of those herbs are definitely associated with this time of the year. When it comes to gemstones and crystals, there are, you can consider amethyst, citrine, quartz, agate, sapphire, um, also um, amber and hematite. 
those those crystals are used for their colors and their energetic properties that are related to balance and abundance. And then when it comes to symbols, the cornucopia, the horn of plenty, that's a symbol of abundance and overflowing blessings. You can also bring in leaves, leaves, especially those of maple and oak trees, as they symbolize the changing of the seasons. Another symbol is the equal armed cross or the Celtic cross, which represents the balance between dark and light. And another symbol of the autumn equinox is the double spiral. It represents the in-breath and the out-breath, the point of balance between the worlds and the inner and outer journey. Doesn't that sound beautiful? I love that. Um, there are also animals. If you have any of these animals, these statues or any kind of figures like this, you can um, use owl, fox, wolf, stag, and crow. Those are other animals that are associated with the festival of Maybon. Let's see, I have more. So the deities, oh, oh, wait, let's see. Da, 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 foods, more foods, more foods. Um, Maybon is a time for feasting on the bounties of the harvest. So traditional foods like apples, pumpkins, nuts, and grains, they're often incorporated into meals and rituals and on your altar. And breads and grains represent the earth's sustenance. And they're also used to give thanks for the abundance of the harvest. So now deities, deities associated with Maybon often include those related to the harvest, such as Demeter and Persephone in Greek mythology, or the green man in Celtic traditions, also the horned god. And some people may also honor the deities associated with balance and equilibrium, such as the god Lu in Celtic, Celtic mythology. Whew, okay, so rituals and spell work that might take place that you might want to consider for Maybon. Um, those rituals will focus on giving thanks for the harvest, expressing gratitude, and recognizing the balance between light and dark. Spells related to abundance are good. Prosperity and balance are very common during this time. Divination and introspective practices that reflect upon personal growth and goals for the future are also suitable for Maybon. So if you are considering creating some kind of ritual for yourself, your family, your coven, your, you know, your group of spiritual practitioners, I hope that you enjoy some of these ideas and try them out. Let me know if you try anything. I'm hosting a free autumn equinox ritual this Friday, September 22nd and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the community. If you can't make it live, the replay will be available. Sign up now at redsoulflower.com slash fall. I mentioned earlier that there were certain deities that were associated with Maybon, aka fall and the autumn equinox. And that's because there's mythology that explains or seeks to explain the changing of the seasons. So I want to talk about the myth of, well, the Greek myth of Persephone. Now, according to Greek mythology, once upon a time, it was always springtime on earth. And this was because of Demeter, who was the goddess of agriculture and fertility. Now, Demeter's presence on earth, it ensured that the land was always fertile. The crops grew abundantly and the earth was filled with lush vegetation. 
It was a time of plenty and people lived in peace and happiness. That sounds nice, right? Now, Demeter had a daughter by the name of Persephone, and she had the daughter, she had this daughter with Zeus, who was the king of the the king of the gods we all know about zeus by now right now their daughter persephone persephone she was immortal but she was known for her beauty and innocence dun, dun, dun. now zeus had a brother named hades who was the god of the underworld aka hell <laughs> so hades hades became aware of persephone and he wanted her for himself so Hades kidnapped Persephone, Persephone, and he brought her down to the underworld. Now, Persephone's abduction, it caused such grief and anger in Demeter that it led her to neglect her duties as the goddess of agriculture. And in her sorrow, she caused the earth to become barren and cold. And this resulted in the onset of winter crops withered and life on earth became harsh and challenging can you imagine oh anyway well depending on whose version of the story you've heard zeus may have actually brokered the deal with hades to take persephone in the first place but after demeter's grief caused winter Zeus commanded Hades to return Persephone to her mother, Demeter, so the harvest could be fruitful again. But there was a catch. You know there's always a catch. Persephone wasn't supposed to eat anything while she was in the underworld. Now, the belief was that eating food from the underworld would bind a person to that realm, to that realm of the dead, and make it unable for them to leave. And alas, Hades purposely gave Persephone a pomegranate of which she ate four to six seeds. Again, it depends on the version of the story that you hear. So there had to be a compromise and that subsequent compromise between Demeter and Zeus was that Persephone would spend a month down in the underworld for each of the pomegranate seeds that she ate. And this became the explanation of the changing seasons. Spring and summer are associated with Persephone's return to the surface, bringing fertility and abundance, while autumn and winter symbolize her time in the underworld when the earth becomes less fruitful. Now, Persephone's status also changed as a result of her abduction. And I found this really interesting. Before she was immortal, but now she became the queen of the underworld and a goddess associated with death. But she was also equally renowned as a goddess of spring and the rejuvenation of the earth. So the myth of Persephone, it captures the Greek well, the ancient Greek understanding of the changing seasons and the cycles of life, death, and rebirth. And it also offers a necessity of the balance between the darkness and the light. Because, you know, we can't, I, for whatever reason, we can't have good, beautiful, lush stuff happening all the time. Oh no, we gotta have our, our light and our dark. But I think that is important. And I do, well, at least I can appreciate that we do have dark as well as light and persephone is also associated with the harvest goddess 
who is symbolized by the sign of Virgo. When you think of the sign of the Virgin, the Virgin is said to be possibly Persephone. It's also the goddess of the harvest. And also to be, okay, I'm going to go here. Virgin, the sign of, when we think of Virgo as the sign of the Virgin, Virgin in the, in its original definition did not mean never having a man, but being self-contained. So it's a time of, it's considered a time of celibacy, but it's also because you're really focused on yourself. You're focused on self-improvement. That's like what that Virgo season is all about. So we're talking about the sign of Virgo. And we, at this time that I'm recording, we're still in Virgo for a few more days. And so Virgo is associated with the sign of Virgo. Now, the constellation of Virgo is absent from the early evening sky in late autumn, winter, and early spring in the Northern Hemisphere. And then it returns to the sky at nightfall in the months of April and May, and it coincides with spring. Isn't that really cool how, how the ancient astrologers have taken that mythology and put those things together? This is one of those times when mythology and with and astronomy and astrology, how they come together. Cause some, they don't, they don't always, but while I was with the magical you membership group, we had been speaking earlier about all of these different Greek myths. And, uh, and I was feeling like, you know what, I'm kind of bored with, with some of these Greek myths because they don't always fit. And someone said, well, why don't you try, why, why don't you, you know, but we kind of like it for the context, perhaps try some other, you know, perhaps we can discuss some other goddesses, some other mythology. And I was like, ooh, 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 okay, okay, we can do that. So for this month, for when we did the new moon in Virgo crayon coven, I did talk about Persephone because it fit, but then I also talked about Inanna, who is also known as Ishtar in Sumerian mythology, which is even older than Greek mythology. Now, the thing is, the, the mythology of Inanna is very interesting because there's also this descent into the underworld. And this myth, it's called Inanna's Descent to the Underworld. It's one of the oldest known myths in human history, and it dates back to around 3000 BCE. Now, if you want to know more about it, I definitely want you to check it out. But one of the things that is in common with Persephone is that Persephone and Inanna both go, they both go to the underworld. Um, for, for Inanna, she wanted to visit her sister. Her sister is the one who was in charge of the underworld. Now, the other thing about Inanna, she is, she was also beautiful. She was a goddess of, she's, let's see, she was the, Inanna was the goddess of love beauty, sex, and war. So she had this multifaceted range of attributes and she went down to the underworld to visit her sister and she ended up getting killed and they brought her back to life and there's all this other stuff going on. But when she was down below, when Inanna was down below, that also created winter on the earth. So this was another mythology story, another origin story that explained how uh how how the seasons happen how the changing seasons happen but one of the one of the the things that are in common is going 
going into the underworld, going into the darkness. I talked about the hermit. I talked about the high priestess. These cards, these are archetypes that talk about, that explain like the need to go within, the need to find your shadow. We have light, but we also have our darkness and we cannot have the light without the darkness because we need that balance. This is how we find out who we are. We cannot only look for the light we also need to identify the shadows and put some light on them as well so one more thing about the inanna myth now i have not seen the movie barbie everybody well it seems like on my internet feed you know on on my instagram a lot of people went to see uh went, went to see barbie and then you know that's great you know i'm happy for you that's wonderful but when someone said, and I, you know, I wasn't even thinking about wanting to go or wanting to see it, but then someone said, wait a second, the story of Barbie sounds like the myth of Inanna. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, wait, what? So as soon as Barbie is going to get uh, streamed somehow, I will definitely check it out because now I want to see what that is about. I want to be able to compare and contrast the journey of Inanna with the journey of Barbie. So if you have watched Barbie already, I would love for you to let me know as well. So be, be sure to, to, to let me know so we can do some compare and contrast. So anyway, that is, that is the, the, you know, so we get into a little mythology of Persephone and Inanna, and it explains the 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 changing of the seasons now that we're going into a darker time of the year, and we're also seeking to balance our light and dark sides. So I hope that gave you a little something to chew on. I'm hosting a free autumn equinox ritual this Friday, September 22nd and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the community. If you can't make it live, the replay will be available. Sign up now at redsoulflower.com slash fall. So now I'm just going to give you some ideas on how to celebrate Maybon. So I mentioned earlier that I'm going to be harvesting all the rest of my herbs so well i guess one thing you could do you could do a garden ceremony and, and thank your garden um for you know for all of your harvests if you if you want to um but one thing i'll definitely be doing when i harvest all the rest of my herbs i'll be making herb bundles so i'll be making some getting some herbs together for for cleansing for uh, smoke bundles or sage bundles if you want to call them that because I definitely have a lot of sage and I have rosemary and I have some some lavender you can put them together and you can you know wrap them all together and let them dry and then burn them so you could use you could have a ceremony or just for fun for Maybon put your your herb bundles together. So another thing you can do on Maybon on the autumn equinox is to watch the sunset. Like why not? You know, celebrate the sun as it makes its transition from from day to evening. You know, the sun's waning light. We're saying goodbye to it. You can meditate or pray or give thanks. Of course, harvest feast people love their feast because you know you're 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 flush with all of this with all this goodness from your garden 
Um, people often gather to share meals made from the fruits and vegetables of the season, such as apples, pumpkins, and grains. Again, your farmer's market is always going to be a great place to go. You can also decorate altars. Now, one of my, one of the, one of my like favorite people in the red soul flower magic family community is Deanna. She and her partner, they basically have a whole room that's an altar and they decorate it every season. And I think every year they probably outdo each other depending on, you know, how much energy they have, but their autumn, their, their, you know, their, their fall altars are especially especially amazing. So you could decorate yours if you want to do if you want to do the same. You can decorate your altar with symbols of the season. You can use acorns, leaves, gourds, corn, the crystals we mentioned earlier, any of the other symbols, whatever whatever you have. You know, you might be collecting things over and over like the different animals or the different statues, any of those things. You are free to do whatever you like. You can also take a nature walk. You can take a walk and appreciate the changing colors of the leaves and the beauty of the season. Also, if you're into this, you can make preserves. I'm not a preserve person. I'm not into making jellies and jams, but maybe you are. So this is, I mean, these are the things that our ancestors did and actually some people still do. So by preserving fruits and vegetables through canning, drying, making jams and jellies, it's a common activity during this time because that's also how people store food for the winter. And give thanks. We keep coming back to this. We will be giving thanks for the rest of the year when you think about it. Every time we have a harvest, we give thanks. We are going to have another one, you know, when we think about Thanksgiving, because that's really like towards the end of the fall season, right before we go into winter. And we're giving thanks for all of the bounty that we have received and all of the good things that have happened and, you know, kind of protecting ourselves and, and preparing to settle in for winter. But giving thanks is one of those things that we just continue to do because it feels good. And so we give thanks for the harvest, for the abundance in our life, and for recognizing the cyclical nature of the seasons. So for example, if you're not having a particularly good time right now, you're not feeling particularly abundant or happy or whatever, the changing of the seasons, I hope, is a good reminder that things will change for you. Things will get better. They will not feel bad forever. Thank goodness. Just like there is day and there is night, there is night and there is day, there is winter, but there is also spring. So there is a changing of seasons that happens. And if you remember that at no other time of the year, this is that time. And finally, rituals and ceremonies are definitely something that you can, you might want to take part in at this time of the year, because many spiritual practitioners perform rituals to honor the deities and the energies associated with Maybon, and of course, to express gratitude for the harvest. If you go back and listen to the section in this podcast, when I talk about the different associations, you might create your own your own, your, your very own ritual for 
this harvest for this time of the year. And I hope you do. It might be kind of fun. So I, oh, before I go, I want to let you know that I will be hosting a free autumn equinox ritual this Friday, September 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't make it live, the replay will be available. So sign up now at redsoulflower.com slash fall. I would love for you to see, I'd love for you to be there. It's free for the community. Invite your friends. And that's just going to be a fun way to celebrate the autumn equinox. So I wish you a magical autumn equinox because you are magic. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and be sure to tell all your witchy friends. If you have a question or comment, drop me a line at the red soulflower at gmail.com. That's S-O-U-L-F-L-O-W-E-R. And I'd love to hear from you. You can also join the Red Soulflower Magic family on Facebook to continue the conversation.